Don't bank on your income needs being substantially lower in retirement because it's, it's probably not very realistic at all. Puzzles go by a lot of names. Jigsaws, crosswords, sudokus, brain teasers, brain bashers, brain knitters, knotters, and bucklers. You get the idea. On this show, we deal with financial puzzles. Your host is Money and Clarity Certified Financial Planner, Nikki Early. It's time for the show. Let's put the pieces together. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of the Solving the Financial Puzzle podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Nikki Early, certified financial planner and partner with Money and Clarity, serving you in Cincinnati and the surrounding communities. You can find the team online by going to moneyandclarity.com. That's also where you can find past episodes of the show and much more. Nikki, great to be with you this week. How are you? Oh, I am great, Walter. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, great to talk to you. How's uh, life in Ohio right now? Oh, um, you know, it's up and down. <laughs> Everything's always changing. So we're back to masks being mandated. So that's different. But I'm a complying person. So I will do as I am told. You, you, you and I are rule followers uh, <laughs> yes, for the most yes. part, right? What, what's it like working with Dan who loves to kind of uh, needle the rules a little bit? Well, we do have clients that actually are coming in to see us, which is great because we love seeing our clients, but you know, he's not prone to wearing the mask, but we say to everyone, we want you to feel comfortable. If you want us to wear them, we will. But beyond that, we're pretty much running around the office without them on. So that's what it looks like here. <laughs> yeah. I, I know it's just a tough thing for everybody to think they have to, uh, especially when you, you're working and you feel like you have to wear this thing for 12 hours a day. My wife who works in the hospital, I just don't know how they do it. I don't know I how know. they wear a mask for 12. 13 hours a day, let alone all the other stuff they have to do in their job and the stress that comes along with it. But the mask just must drive them, drive them crazy for that long. And I was talking to my wife the other day and I was trying to see if she wanted to go and, you know, get in like a social distanced family gathering or visit, you know, her parents or my parents or just whatever the case may be. And uh, even just have some people over and have an outdoor, you know, social distanced hangout or whatever. And uh, she's like, you know what? I honestly just don't want to see anybody because if I see people, it means I got to wear my mask. And right. my weekends or my time off now, just not wearing the mask is vacation. And and <laughs> I, I, I get it, now. you know, because I wear it for an hour when I go to Home Depot and I'm like, oh, this thing is driving me nuts. <laughs> well, and I'm just trying to remember to put it on as I'm walking or, you know, getting out of the car. So that's right. Yeah, I don't I do not blame her in the least. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough situation for uh, folks who have to wear those for a long time. That is for sure. Well, we have a uh, great topic to discuss on today's podcast. Hopefully, we'll make you a little bit smarter and uh, better educated when it comes to retirement and financial planning. We're asking the question today, are you retirement ready and are you clinging to false hope? And this isn't meant to be sort of a uh, Debbie Downer kind of episode by any <laughs> means. But, you know, I think, Nikki, we often find that people are clinging to certain ideas or maybe beliefs that end up giving them a sense of this false hope about their retirement. And it's kind of a dangerous position to be in because if you're clinging to false hope, uh, the result likely is not going to uh, be what you want it in what follows. So let's explore some of the faulty thinking that ultimately leaves people underprepared for retirement. And let me know if you see these things often in your office when you're first meeting with new folks. First of all, would be kind of this mindset that you're going to be ready to retire once you hit a certain number 
in your savings. Everybody probably remembers those commercials of the people walking around with the big, big numbers. You know, everyone's kind of got that as their target, (laughs) right? Yes. Well, and a number is really just a number. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but what's the big number that we heard for years and years? It was $1 million, right? That most people would be comfortable retiring with that amount in savings. Now, I did just recently read an article where I think that number was closer. They pulled Americans across the nation in 1.7. So it's going up. But here's the thing. There are going to be a lot of factors that have to go into determining what your individual number is going to be. So the first thing I'm going to say is, have you done a comprehensive financial plan that included a retirement income analysis to get your number? So that's important. But you have to consider things like, longevity, um, inflation, uh, medical expenses, and even lifestyle choices. Now, those are just a few considerations, but they're certainly very important. So first, when we start thinking about longevity, we're considering how long we're likely going to live. Now, I get that's not a fun topic, (laughs) but the truth be told, we all do have an expiration date. So based on that, based on how long we think we're going to live, we can really determine what the length of the retirement is that we're going to have to fund. So when we're thinking about it, face it, you know, a person who say is going to retire at age 65 that expects to maybe live to 80, their number is going to be a lot different than the person who is retiring at age 55 and thinks they're going to die at age 90. We're talking about funding a retirement of 15 years versus possibly 35. And that's a huge difference. So that plays a big part um, in your number. Um, Second, we want to look at inflation because a million, like we talked about, it might sound like a lot of money. But when we look at inflation, the purchasing power of a million at just 3% inflation is going to be half in 24 years. So then you're talking about 500,000. So that comes into play as well. Third, we're looking at medical expenses. And those are often underestimated in retirement. I read all the time, I think the most recent figure I read is that a 65-year-old couple, healthy, so once you get to age 65 and you're healthy, you're likely to incur about $390,000 in medical expenses during the rest of your life. And the scary thing about that, Walter, is that at $390,000, it doesn't include things like long-term care. So that plays a huge part in your number again. And last, it's lifestyle choices. And I really urge people to be very thoughtful and realistic about what retirement looks like for them. Um, There is that common rule out there, it's the 80% rule, which says that you can basically live off of 80% of what you were making when you worked. And you can certainly use that as a calculation and kind of back into what your number or your, you know, your savings amount should be when you retire. But, you know, that might not be adequate if you have grand illusions of traveling the world or building, you know, like your dream home. So, again, lifestyle choices are going to play a big part in that. But the main point I want to make here is, again, I'm going to say this a couple more times, make sure you're doing a thorough income retirement analysis because the number you think you need may be higher or even lower than what you might need. So I'd hate to think of individuals that 
for instance, are working in a job that they can't stand and they'd really love to retire, but because they don't have XYZ in their portfolio, they feel like they can't because it might not be true. And likewise, I'd hate to think of an individual who thinks they, because they reached a certain number, have enough, and then they find themselves strapped in retirement. Again, a number is just a number. Do that retirement income analysis, I urge you. A number is just a number. Good first takeaway of the show today. That's a great point. Just a number without a plan. Uh, But the plan gives those numbers some meaning too. Uh, So that's definitely one false hope is just kind of clinging to that number out there without a good plan to back it up. Another one that we could, I think, throw into the list here, Nikki, would be kind of this belief that your income needs are going to drastically decrease once you retire, you started to hint at that, talking about, well, maybe, but you're going to start traveling all over the world. And so maybe 80% of your you know, income currently as you're working is not a great barometer. Um, it's kind of a fallacy that you're going to have this big decrease in, in income need, right? Right. And if you think this is true, if you truly think your income needs will dramatically decrease, I want you to ask you, please, please, please ask yourself these questions. And before I go into them, I want to preface this a little bit by saying I realize we are in different times right now, you know, and so we're not doing some of the things we normally would be doing, but I do think this too shall pass. So, but think about this when, when you're thinking, you know, I'm not going to spend as much as retirement and it's going to be significantly less. Ask these questions. Do you think you will actually want to travel less and eat out less often once you're retired? I don't think I will. What about you, Walter? <laughs> no, probably more. Every day Saturday. Yeah. Let's go out to eat. Let's, you know, for a lot of people, play some golf or go to the beach or do lots of things. Uh, and some of my other questions. Do you think that you'll want to go to fewer social activities or sports or sporting events? Probably not. Um, a lot of us are going to have family that live out of town. Do we think that we're going to not want to go travel and see them and see them graduate or first communions or whatever it may be? A big thing, too, do you think that your medical expenses like dental and hearing and sight costs are going to go down as you age? Because I don't know if everyone knows it, Medicare doesn't cover those costs. And then last but not least, do you really think your taxes are going to go down in retirement? You know, when we take a look, and Dan and I talk about this all the time, uh, we take a look at welfare costs and national debt, and those are dramatically increasing. Then you, we take, take into consideration the fact that we have all this new stimulus packages out there and what that's going to do to our taxes in the future. So what I'm saying here is don't bank on your income needs being substantially lower in retirement because it's, it's probably not very realistic at all. So are you clinging to any of these false hopes on today's show? Keep asking yourself that question, because if you are, it's not the end of the world, but we might want to adjust and change a little bit your direction and uh, the way that we think about these kinds of things. There's this other assumption out there, Nikki, that you'll receive an inheritance at some point that will make up for any shortfall in your own (laughs) savings. Now, not everybody approaches retirement planning that way. Um, What's your opinion or what's your guidance usually look like for folks who kind of are going to lean on that inheritance sometime in the future to kind of help them accomplish some of their own goals? Don't do it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But easy policy. uh, Yeah. (laughs) 
Dan and I like to joke with clients and we always say that you don't want someone to have to die for your financial plan to work. I, I've said that so many times I can't even tell Puts you. Puts you in a weird rooting position, doesn't it? Well, it does. I mean, do you really want to be counting the days for your elderly aunt to pass or even your parents for that matter? And you know what? Beyond Al- although that? Although if, uh, <laughs> if I can take the other angle, just, you know... There can be a silver lining in everything. So maybe if you're just a person who always seeks those silver linings out, it's you know it just kind of gives you that backstop of well, but it but it does you know <laughs> sad that uh, great aunt passed away, but look at what it did you know uh, yeah I, that's a bad joke I'm I'm just messing around no but. it's okay but so here's the thing and you might have this wealthy relative out there that you're kind of you know and they're not they're still healthy and everything and you're thinking someday I'm gonna get that cash. Well, what happens if they go into a nursing home or a long-term care facility and what they had isn't as significant as what it once was and then it's not there for you anyway? So bottom line, it's not a great strategy. Don't count on getting money from others to fund your retirement. And sometimes, you know, and, and being realistic here too, I'm sure we've probably got a few people kind of screaming at us on, through the through the radio or through <laughs> the, uh, you know, wherever they're listening to us on the, the show today um, through their podcast app. Uh, that you know, like, oh, come on! That that's that's a small portion of people who are actively rooting for someone to pass away so they can get money. But I think sometimes people are in a more realistic setting, doing this without even thinking about it. It's just kind of saying, well, we want to buy that second house in retirement. Well, okay, well, we'll probably be able to do that when X happens. It's not right. like you're actively rooting for it, but you're still kind of tying that to your financial plan. Or, or well, by I'll the time we're this age, or, or pay whatever. off my home. Yeah, yeah you're just yeah. building it in even if it's innocently, uh, mm-hmm. it can be kind of a mistake that, that people make, it seems. So I didn't want to make it seem like everybody who's ever incorporated <laughs> that into the plan had these like bad intentions by any means. So yeah. good, to, uh, good to have that discussion, though, and one that you shouldn't bank on. All right, are you clinging to false hope? How about this one? The notion that you'll just figure out how to make it work. <laughs> this is in a different That's direction a great here. plan, yeah. isn't it? We'll just, we'll we'll just, just figure it, it work. out. Yeah, um, so this goes back to what we want to do and what we have to do in some ways, because really there are a lot of expenses that we can control in retirement and everyday life for that matter. Whether or not I'm going to eat dinner out tonight or I'm going to cook in, whether I'm going to cook steak or hamburger. So those are all choices that we can make to control our expenses. So I get that. But we've talked about it already. There are some expenses that are out of our control and medical, again, comes to mind. So do you really want to be in retirement trying to decide if you're going to get the dental work you need done or you're going to, you know, buy your medication? That's just not a position that we want to find ourselves in. So figuring it out as you go, it's not uh, smart at all. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> very true. Uh, it goes back to number one when we were talking about getting that plan in place. So just having that right. number, not a plan. You need the plan. Same goes for that assumption. All right, last but not least, one more example here of a false hope people cling to, Nikki, is an assumption of the income estimate on our 401k statement, an assumption that that is actually accurate. You're telling me when they send me those, I can't really rely on that? (laughs) Well, and I was thinking, too, more along the lines of even the calculators they have out there for you now. Frankly, and you know, there's a, if your administrator of your 401k happens to be Fidelity, you can go out to the website and play around with the calculators. But I think a lot of these calculators can be very dangerous. Um, they can be misleading and they can give the average investor um, some false hope. Um, so I, I'd hate for that to happen. 
I did read a recent study, and I want to say it was like of 35 or 36 of those types of calculators. And, you know, the same data is put into all of them. And of course, big surprise, the results were extremely inconsistent. So the problem is that the inputs and the default settings in a lot of these calculators, they, they use a lot of assumptions that might not apply to you. So you want to be careful. They're often pretty simple, um, too simple. And we talked about they don't take into consideration things like healthcare costs and inflation. So not only are you getting unreliable data, but the worst part is you're using that data to make important investment decisions that are ultimately going to contribute to whether or not you're successful as far as saving and being able to do what you want in retirement. Now, of course, I'm going to be biased because I'm a financial advisor, and I'm going to tell you that you really should consult with one who is um, really well-versed in using actual financial planning software. You know, it's, it's interesting to me that this industry that we're in, that I'm in, Dan and I, um, it's governed by all these regulators and these standards and rules, but there's not really a set of standards for what variables have to be included in these type of calculators. So the bottom line is don't rely on these types of calculators. They can be fun to play with at work. So if you're bored and you want to sit at your desk and mess around with them, but don't use them as your only source of retirement income planning. Well, Nikki, I know that this is like episode number, you know, 7,324 of the Solving the Financial Puzzle podcast, but uh, I'm sure we have some repeat listeners here on the show. But for those who may be new, can you take us inside the Money and Clarity operations and talk to us a little bit about how you then craft a plan to solve some of these false hopes? Just what's the process look like for somebody who might be new to the show and new maybe even to the whole concept of planning for retirement and financial planning and, and kind of how it all works? Well, it's a loaded question. (laughs) No, Dan and I have always prided ourselves on a couple of different things. But one, that we're educators that happen to be financial planners. So I don't know if anyone knows or not, or everyone that's listening, we do a lot of seminars. We haven't been able to be out there teaching, and I can't wait to get back out there. So first and foremost, we like to educate people. Money and Clarity is our name, and we are trying to just make the whole process clear for, you know, individuals, it can be a very scary process. But we don't take on clients. You know, I often say, you know, people want to come in and say, here, I have this sum of money, tell me how to invest it. We truly are, and this goes back to what we're proud of, a financial planning firm. So before we can invest any of your money or even think about how, what products to buy, for instance, you know, we're taking you through a comprehensive financial plan that includes, like we said, this income planning for retirement. So I guess my message would be just know that we're looking at the whole financial picture and and your health, anything that comes to finances. And we're certainly not going to be trying to sell or push products. We really just want to help you achieve your goals. There's uh, a lot of buzzwords you can use about proper financial planning, whether it be holistic or comprehensive and customized and a lot of those kinds of things. But, you know, in all honesty, that's true. That's what it is. That's the importance of it. It's not just picking a stock. It's looking at that full picture. And I would guess, Nikki, people are often really surprised just at how in-depth your planning process is. Is that that an accurate? We've made a lot of assumptions and we're dismantling them on today's show. So maybe that's a, is that a good assumption to make that people are like, wow, I can't believe that you looked at all these different angles and went so deep into the plan. Yeah, before we even deliver 
deliver a full plan, we've met with a client at least three times. And I think sometimes, again, when you're sitting across from Dan or I initially, and you're like, yeah, we'll meet at least three times. They're like, really? Why? It's like, well, this is very important My stuff. situation's <laughs> not that complicated, is it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's your life so, savings. We got to treat it yeah. as such, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Again, I'm biased, but I think that choosing your planner is just as important as choosing your doctor. Um, hopefully, you'll be working with them the rest of your life, and, and it's certainly going to influence what your life looks like. So, but yeah, a lot of people are really, really um, kind of taken aback that this is a huge process and even sometimes the work that it takes because we do ask for a lot of documentation, a lot of information, but we're just, you know, doing our due diligence for sure. It's worth it in the end. Just like uh, I'm going through a home refinance right now and it's hassle pulling all those documents together, but it's going to save us, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars over the, the course of our home loan. So it's worth doing uh, right. and taking in the time to pay attention to your money and your finances and to your retirement. So if you would like to get in touch with Nikki Early and the Money and Clarity team and talk a little bit more about your specific situation, because we can only really scratch the surface sometimes here on the show, but to get into the nitty and gritty of your own plan, uh, it does require that one-on-one -on -one conversation. Uh, you can set up a time to meet and just ask any basic questions that might be on your mind uh, by giving a call to 513-563-PLAN. That's 513-563-7526. And always online at moneyandclarity.com. That's moneyandclarity.com. Nikki, thanks for all the help on this week's show. Enjoyed oh, the conversation you. with you. Yeah, look forward to next time. Yep, we'll have another good episode on tap for next month, so come back and join us then. For Nikki, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you again on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been attained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Nikki Early is an investment advisor representative of Capril Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a privacy policy statement, call 800-353-7920. 23.